Friends, good afternoon. Welcome back to Deep Light. We're so glad you're here with us and really excited because for the first time ever on Deep Light, Mark and I aren't on Zoom. We're together in person. Feels good Feels to good. be together kind of in fun. person. And Tommy, tell everybody where we are if yeah. they can't tell. If you can't tell, we're in PCPC Sanctuary, which is really fun too because slowly things are opening back up, right? That's right. We have had two worship services, uh, allowing 250 people to come to each one. And awesome. if you would like to do that, you can reserve your seats starting on Thursdays prior to the following Sunday. That's cool. And it's been cur encouraging to see uh, members of the body here, yeah. but also knowing that many people still feel more, most comfortable worshiping at home. Um, it's still very different than normal, yeah. but it is a good step in that direction. One thing that's different is uh, this sign, uh, please leave this pew empty. It's not something that we see very often in churches and hopefully won't <laughs> have to do. last too much longer, but it is one of the ways we're making sure we are gathering in a, in a way that's safe during this time. Which is a, yeah, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Mark, how's, how have these last couple of weeks been? There's been a lot going on. Yeah, you know, the, um, the pandemic has been obviously very difficult and challenging. And what we've seen the last two weeks um, with the darkness surrounding uh, racism and injustice and all sorts of sins just being unearthed that aren't new. Um, but once again, they've raised their ugly head and we're, we're experiencing them as, as a people. Um, so it's been really heavy, mm -hmm. um, deeply heavy, and just reminds me of how important it is for us to remember who we are in Christ, mm -hmm. regardless of yeah. the color of our skin, regardless of uh, where we've grown up, regardless of all sorts of things. Yeah. We, we know who we are in Christ, and from that posture, we mm -hmm. must live out the gospel. We must love as Christ called us to love, as he loved us. Uh, remembering that God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And from that position, yeah. we need to speak up or we need to be quiet at times and just listen and learn. Um, but it's an important time for the church mm. truly to be the church. That's a sweet word. Yeah. yeah, and we have an exciting week too with something that is fantastic, VBS. We it's do. Happening. Th this week, in fact, Thursday now, so VBS is almost over the most unique VBS we've ever had because it's virtual. Uh, these videos virtual. have been made that share the gospel in a powerful way, uh, really beautifully, beautifully done. So thankful for all the people that have helped make it happen. Um, but that, this year's VBS has the ability to live on for a long time. That's awesome. If people yeah. couldn't participate this week, they can participate next mm -hmm. week. If they're not in Dallas, they're in Italy, you know, or Ukraine or China, where we have missionaries all over the world, mm -hmm. they can use the same curriculum. Yeah, so it's really, really pretty cool. Yeah, that literally is fantastic, but it is, it's really special. And it's really cool that it's like happening in people's homes. I just love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just a reminder again of how important the children of this church are. Yeah. And one of the great things that's, that's really neat about the interview that you're about to see with Claire Delahunty is she grew up in this church. Yeah. And where we're seated now, uh, she just this past Sunday stood over there and um, led our congregation in, in singing um, holy, 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 and then a beautiful solo, and then we will feast in the House of Zion, House of Zion yeah. which was awesome. Um, but Claire's a, a child of this church. Yeah. She grew up here. She grew up going to VBS, probably even back to our Bible clubs before it was VBS. And now uh, here she is. Uh, a young woman deeply in love with the Lord, uh, that he's gifted with an amazing voice and uh, so many other characteristics that I think you'll be deeply encouraged uh, to see her in this interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think that it's going to be awesome. For those who are watching, I think you're gonna love it. So 
we're going to go to the interview. Yeah. But with that, I want to remind everyone to stay on. This interview is awesome, and what follows the interview is also really special because Claire actually has a song that she performs at the end of the show. So hang tight. Yeah. through her interview and enjoy it and then enjoy what comes when it comes to close. It's fabulous. And as we talk about abiding in Christ, we always want to hear how people are doing that. One of the great things in this interview is how Claire talks about the advice her mother gave her. Uh, and there's a quote that I will never forget. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, cool. but you'll hear it. It's very powerful. Well, with that, let's go to the interview. This is so much fun. I love it. Hi, everyone. It's my great joy to welcome you to Deep Light and introduce you. If you don't know who I'm talking to, it's Claire Delahunty. Um, we're so thankful for her life in Christ and that she would be willing to share a little bit of time with us. Well, hi there. Hello. Good to I'm be so with thankful you. That you. So thankful that you'd be willing to do this. So where were you um, earlier this late winter, early spring, when all of a sudden the order to shut in was given to us? And tell us what that was like. like Yes, um, so that was actually kind of crazy. I was on vacation with my boyfriend's family in Florida. And so we were uh, on vacation on the beach and it was really amazing. And then all of a sudden uh, we, it felt like we were kind of on a deserted island while all of this craziness was unfolding. And then of course all the beaches were shut down. So, <laughs> so we eventually had to make our way back home. But um, yeah, that's what I was doing. And you had no idea when you got back home what it was gonna feel like, did you? Just the craziness. Oh, not at all. And you know, I'm, I was finishing out my master's at SMU and that has been bizarre too, because it, it feels very surreal, like it almost didn't happen. Um, but yeah, been very, very strange. So are you done with your master's now? I am. I'm technically graduated and I have it and it just really doesn't feel like it at all. Um, but it's just the weirdness of the times we're in. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're one of those students who have something huge to celebrate, some accomplishment. And then there's the, well, we don't really have a ceremony, but you still have the degree. But what's what's your degree in? Yeah, it's in vocal performance. Okay. And so um, one of the, the things that you usually finish out a degree with is uh, like recital. And that's kind of like the main thing with a master's is that you finish with a recital and they had to waive everyone's recitals. So yeah, so I, I ended up not having to do one. <laughs> wow. Well, for those, for those who are watching, I want you to stay on because at the end of this interview, Claire's going to, uh, gift us with a song she's going to sing. And I think you'll be deeply uh, encouraged by the gifts that God's given her. So Claire, we like to talk about uh, as a church, what it means to connect to Christ, uh, to abide in Christ and to extend Christ and extend his kingdom. So how is this season, um, how has it shown you uh, how to deeper connect to Christ? What are things that he has shown you in your abiding relationship with him? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think more than anything, whenever, I know for me, when I have time where I, I don't have my typical routine and I don't have my typical responsibilities and it's kind of learning to live in a new way, in, in a really great way, you kind of realize how maybe stagnant your relationship with the Lord was. And that's why one of these kind of weird changes that happens. And of course, this is kind of very unprecedented, but um, right. 
anytime there's a big change, I've found that God refocuses me and makes me look at my habits and the way that I was living my daily routine and how um, it probably needed to change and, and be reinvigorated. And so that's, that's kind of what I've been finding in this time. It's a time of growth. Yeah. Is there a specific passage or a part of a book that he's led you to or, or a sermon that you listen to or something that really has been an agent that helped that growth take place? Yeah, I, um, I am a huge, I love the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And I probably, I couldn't even count how many times I've read them or listened to them on audiobooks. And I found that as I've gotten older, they just take on more and more meaning. It's like sure. every time I get something new out of it. And uh, one of my favorite books in the series is The Silver Chair. And um, there's this whole part where Aslan is is giving the two main kids, Jill and Eustace, the mission uh, to go save Prince Brillian. And he gives them all of these signs that they have to memorize. And he has this incredible quote right before they're about to fly off the mountain and go into Narnia, where he says, remember the signs and that the signs will look different when you're down in Narnia. The air will thicken and you won't see things clearly. The signs won't look the way that you thought they would. And, um, and that's why it's so important to remember the signs, to repeat them to yourself uh, every morning, in the night, in the middle of the night. And I think that that is um, one of the more powerful kind of analogies in those books because it's so relevant to being a Christian, especially like now when we're in such a crazy time and it's confusing and really scary and, and frightening because we don't know the future. And yet that's where the signs and the gospel, the word of God, repeating it, you know, over and over so we can have that peace, peace of mind. Mm. That's great. That's really encouraging. I also love those books. And it's true. The, the more you read them, uh, the more that the enchantment, the mystery and the truth comes out, of, especially of what we have in Christ, uh, in his holy word. Well, God has, um, you know, made you his own. And from an early age, you know, you were taught the gospel. Your family's been a big part of this church for a, for a very long time. Um, as you think about the future, what what is God showing you that's kind of anchoring you in him and giving you a vision for how he wants you to extend his kingdom? Yeah, I, um, I was really never planning on doing performance for a living. Uh, I had gone into my undergrad uh, with the idea of doing conducting or core conducting music education. And I ended up getting a music ed degree um, and then in my last year, after being in musicals and operas and, and having a lot of affirmation and professors and experts kind of telling me, you know, we really think you should try, you should try to do performance. Um, I kind of sensed that as God's hand kind of pushing me in that direction. And I was really scared because that's, that's one of those things that um, I try to be very realistic. And I kind of was like, that sounds crazy to go after something like that, you know, being on the stage or Broadway or opera or whatever it might be. Um, But it really seemed like God was pushing me in that direction. And I didn't really know why necessarily, but 
more and more, especially after going through SMU, going through the master's program, doing different productions, um, professional productions, it's a really lost world, uh, the arts world. People are really desperate for real and actual authentic love. Mm -hmm. I think there's kind of a, um, a false sense of that. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but I know with so many people that I've come in contact with that I've been able to form relationships with who are not believers, um, probably have a very cynical view of you know Christianity in general. Um, they just seem so hungry for real relationships and for their identity to not be in their talent, but in who they are. And so as I'm going forward and kind of seeing where God will continue to hopefully open doors for this career, it's really incredible how he's kind of melded my passion for missions, which I've always had really thanks to PCPC because I got to go on so many mission trips that were amazing. And that passion for missions while also taking me to a field um, like performance that is such a mission field in and of itself. So I feel the sense of peace in the way of like, regardless of the success or making it or whatever, I'm going to come in contact with so many people that I otherwise would not have come in contact with who are really desperate and hungry. I love that. I mean, that's very powerful the way you described that. So uh, one final question then. I want to talk about fear. And you mentioned, you know, that's scary and, uh, you know, going through auditions and I can't even imagine. I, I mean, I stand up in front of the congregation, thousands of people. But when I was, I guess, 13 or 14, I was so afraid of being uh, on stage that I demanded not to take speech. You know, the class that was required because I was so afraid of being in front of people. And they really made it, I was so afraid they made an exception to the rule and I did not have to take speech. I came to Christ a couple of years later and some of those things, some of those fears changed. But what about, what about you? When you're, you're facing those fears or any other fears, what does the Lord say to you? What do you hear from his word that brings you courage? Yeah, um, that I really have to um, kind of give that, word to my parents. They're the ones who are always speaking over my life when it comes mm -hmm. to fear. And my parents are such incredibly biblically minded people. And um, one thing my mom has always said to me that whenever I'm uh, having some kind of panic, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what I'm doing. Nothing's materializing. And I'm afraid, you know, what if this is a huge mistake? You know, you can just really spiral down that path. And my mom is, is so incredible and has always spoken um, this particular phrase. She would always say, don't go into the future without God being there because he mm. will be there just like he's here now. Don't take him out of that equation. And um, that being spoken into my life so many times really does bring me an enormous amount of peace because it's like, as you put on the miles of being a Christian, as you look back at all the miles, it's so much easier to trust. Oh yeah, he was there. He was right there, right in the midst of that. And of course, never perfect trusting the Lord, but um, he, he just proves himself time and time again. And so, especially with something like 
performance and the nerves and the fear that comes with it. Um, this is actually really cool. And it's something that I tell a lot of my students that I teach whenever they're going into auditions or they're going to perform and they're like scared out of their minds. The first thing I tell them is I always get nervous before I sing and perform now, always like, you know, it doesn't matter if I have a master's or not. Like I still get incredibly nervous before I perform. And one of the most life changing things that I learned when it came to auditioning and performing and all that kind of thing is that if you walk into those experiences and those situations with a posture of gratefulness of just like, mm. I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I live in a world and a place and a time when I can pursue the arts as a career and I can share my passion with these two people on this panel or with these thousands of people, you know, or whatever it might be. And it really changes everything. And I really think that's what God has called us to already, just living in a posture of being grateful for every breath we breathe, let alone being able to follow our, our passion. So the nerves are always there. They're never not there. <laughs> I'm always feeling like I'm on the verge of like just falling over. But um, it's such a gift to be able to do it that that's what really helps me kind of calm down. Especially what your mom taught you about the future. Don't take God out of the future. That That's incredible. What an incredible word. Okay, so uh, what we'll do now is um, just... Why don't you introduce the song uh, that you're going to sing for us, the one we talked about? Yes. Okay. Then... So this this is a newer song. Um, it's by City Alight, and it's an incredible kind of hymn. And uh, it really reminds me of some Getty songs, like In Christ Alone or Holy Spirit. Um, let me look up the lyrics here. Um, what I love about it is that it's it's very biblical. Um, and actually my dad and I are researching the song and it came from this church that was their whole mission was to make songs that were completely biblically based in every way. Mm -hmm. So the refrain always at the end uh, of every refrain says, yet not I, but through Christ in me. And it's really amazing because the way the song is set up is that um, it explains what Christ has done and the, what he's done for us, and then what we are able to do because of that. And so, for example, in the first one, it says, um, the first refrain says, to this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life is wholly bound to his. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing, all is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me. And so every chorus claims a um, what we are now able to do through Christ, but that it's not us, but him. Yeah. So I, I'm, I just fell in love with it and I'm so excited to share it. It's, it's wonderful. Well, I'm so grateful for your willingness to do that. And uh, Claire, as, as you were finishing off, you were talking about gratitude. And um, I think about Brendan Manning, I think, is the one who said in a book called Ruthless Trust, that the greatest attribute attribute of a trusting disciple is gratitude. And I just love the way that you've helped anchor our focus upon all that we have in Christ, the way that you're abiding in Christ. 
And when the Lord has you, you know, in our church, helping us adore him, um, we all are very, very grateful for the, the way he's made you, the gifts he's given you, and the humility by which uh, you abide in him and give him glory. So everyone, uh, enjoy this song and may God use it mightily in your life. Thanks for watching Deep Light. God bless you, Claire. Thank you.
for he has said that he will bring me home and day by day I know he will renew me until I stand with joy before the throne to this I Through Christ in